James, we should maybe know each other? I just found out about your podcast club, which is awesome. I work at Third Coast International Audio Fest and also help organize a group called Chicago Radio Club slash am also working on podcast slash radio storytelling stuff with Lumpen Radio, a new station in Bridgeport. Have you heard of them? Anyway, I can't make it tonight, which is a bummer, but I'd love to come another time and talk to you about podcasts and radio soon. Oh, hey. Yay. I don't run the podcast club, but I'm a big participant in curating the list tonight. I'm a big fan of Third Coast, and I've performed storytelling at Lumpin slash Story Club. Yay. I also have a podcast as well, open-ended. So I'm a big podcast geek emoji and would love to chat soon. Next week-ish. Oh, awesome. Who runs the podcast club? It's an idea I've been thinking about for a while, but never actually did. But I would potentially love to get involved. That's really cool that you know Lumpin. My dear friend Leah is the development director at Lumpin Radio. Maybe you've met her. Next week sounds good. Do you live in Pilsen? Molly Marshall runs it. At probably Molly on Twitter is the best way to reach. And yep, I live in Pilsen. next week question mark question mark smiley face emoji or what are you doing friday question mark question mark also since we're meeting in wicker want to meet at filter Might be five to ten minutes late, but see you there. I'm here, like in the back. And then we met in person and stopped talking on the internet. So when I first met Maya, I was kind of in a sad feels mood time that lasted about two months. And um, it was one of the bright spots in my week for sure. She was bubbly, she was excited about the thing that I was most excited about podcasting, and we just had a coffee chatted so loudly that we pretty much scared everyone in the vicinity away from our upstairs little alcove but um it was good she was great and i don't know since meeting her i have started a new job within her friend group and have launched something kind of ambitious this is the open-ended podcast where two best friends talk about tech culture with a side of sass I'm Cher Vincent, and I had cake earlier today, and so obviously today is good, but I also almost died from eating a cookie, so I'm not sure. I'm conflicted. And I'm James T. Green, and my vocal fry today is fantastic. I'm Maya Goldberg Safer, she, her, and uh, I work at this place called the Third Coast International Audio Festival. We like to say that we're like a Sundance for radio. So we had Maya join us here today to talk about quite a few things. 
Yeah, she um, has this really intensive radio background, but hasn't actually been on a podcast before, which was a surprise to both of us. Yeah, I was seriously thinking like, wait, so you make all this audio, but you've never been on a podcast your own damn self. It's one of those things where, like, we were surprised, but also just astonished because we, for a long time, were kind of the first place that a lot of, like, small creatives here in Chicago came for the first time on the podcast. And then this person who has, like, all this extensive experience in this field hadn't been on a show before, which is really, really lovely to be her first podcast. I'm bi-coastal or tri-coastal. I'm not sure which... I had an OkCupid okay profile once where I called myself Tricoastal. So then every time I say it, I'm reminded of that dark, 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 dark time. You're listening to um, This American Life, by the way, from Chicago Public Radio on Myra Glass. So how influential was This American Life to you? Oh, my gosh. Um, my dad used to listen to it on the radio when I was a kid. So I've always kind of had Ira Glass somewhere in the back of my head. <laughs> narrating my life story so here's maya talking about her own connection to that very show when i was in high school um and just that point that like i think lots of people have where i just started listening to this american life as much if not more than music that i was listening to and so ira glass and other uh producers for the show their style of writing would run through my head the way that a song might um and when it got stuck in my head you know, I I really wanted to make a This American Life piece about myself. And I think I wrote like an essay where I felt like um, as a 16 year old, I was just like, if I can put my story in a This American Life piece, like I will be OK. You know, Cause, like the way that Ira Glass can be like, yeah. And then I don't know, I was on a train and I pooped my pants. But, you know, that's what happens. Like I thought that like <laughs> that was like an incredible like creative space to be in that like could like mend all like wrongdoings. And like shame in my life. I went to college. I went to uh, Middlebury College, which is a small liberal arts school in Vermont. And it just so happens that there's this really badass woman named Sue Halpern, who is a journalist, um, who's like a journalist in residence at Middlebury. And she put together um, a narrative journalism program where you can apply uh, to be part of this fellowship and then um, make these narrative, non-narrated um, short profiles of other students of like their stories of how they got to Middlebury. And so the first year she did it, I didn't do it. Um, but I walked into the library one day and I saw these like beautiful photos of different students and headphones on the wall that you could put on and listen to these like really well edited short narratives about people that I went to school with that were like really interesting. And, um, you know, there was, there was, it was sort of this American lifey. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? And like, why do I not know about it? Which I guess is like, so I think I probably emailed her that day. It was like spring of my freshman year, applied the next fall, got it, learned like the basics of audio editing, produced five narratives of other students. I had this terrible, terrible job at a, at a mortgage broker. It was my first job out of college and I kind of was didn't want to listen to music. And so I like just started listening to This American Life and then went through their archives and I think I listened to every single one other shows i think at that point there might be like 400 i listened to all of them yeah and i was like i need more i need more and so once i got through all that what was your next podcast that you got into after this american life 
for show? Um, I think probably Radiolab. God. For sure. You're listening, listening. to Radiolab. No, I mean, yeah. like, they've inspired a generation yeah, of really? people, literally. <laughs> they really have. And, and we can still, like, talk, not talk shit, but, like, we, I feel like critique is still a really valuable part. Like, we can still critique this American Life in Radiolab that's actually, like, mm-hmm. pretty crucial to, like, making new shit. Right. But also to acknowledge that, like, it was a gateway drug for so many people, I think. Is, mm-hmm. Why, why do you think, like, those two particular um, shows have been such, like, aesthetically, mm-hmm. like, borrow from This American Life, even from, like, the way that we talk yeah. yeah, on the radio? Yeah. You know? Shit. I want, that makes me want to listen to Ira Glass talking more, like, early on about his philosophy. Have you guys listened to interviews with him? I, yeah. Like, one of the things I think that it's, it's really hard that nobody ever tells you if you want to do creative work um, is is how hard it is to actually find a decent story, and I think I think um, that that we all think like well the real work of it is I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot the thing and then I'm going to sit and edit it and I'm going to write it and it's going to put music under it whatever and that's going to be where time is. But often and people don't really tell you this often the amount of time finding the decent story is more than the amount of time it takes to produce the story, and that if somebody wants to do creative work you actually have to set aside just as much time for the looking for stories. And, like, we're really good at our jobs, right? We're as good as, you know, anybody who does this kind of thing. And I got to say, like, we take around at a lot of stories, and between a half and a third of everything that we try, we'll go out, we'll get the tape, and then we kill it. And then it's time, at that point, to be the ambitious, super-achieving person who you're going to be and to kill it. It's time to kill, and it's time to enjoy the killing, because by killing, you will make something else even better live. And, And I think that, like... Not enough gets said about the importance of abandoning crap. Now, I know we're getting really, really in the weeds right now, but we do have to take a short, short break because we have to pay some bills. Yeah, so we will continue the storytelling in this next ad read. For listeners of the Open Ended Podcast, Warby Parker is offering a free five-day home try-on to give you the opportunity to check out their classes. So, James, you are the glassware between the two of us. How do you feel about Warby Parker? I really love Warby Parker a lot. I really wish I could get myself a new pair of those really awesome clear-framed architecture glasses. Because mm. right now, I feel like my tortoiseshells are not played out. <laughs> yeah, and I like... I get glasses and then I break them, but then I try to try on Warby Parker and they work for my face for whatever reason, but hopefully they'll work for yours. You can do that by going to warbyparkertrial.com slash postloudness to let us know that you came from us. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash postloudness for your free five-day home try-on. This episode is sponsored by Active Campaign. Active Campaign is a one-stop marketing and sales platform for businesses of all sizes, crafted right here in Chicago. Active Campaign helps businesses grow bigger, faster with email marketing and marketing automation. You can create sophisticated automated follow-ups, you can send email triggered by behavior, and you can send personalized campaigns that treat contacts as unique, which is pretty awesome. So this is all sounding really good to you. Well, guess what? They are hiring. They're mm-hmm. hiring for a couple of positions out here, mainly for customer success, design, development, marketing, sales, and support. If you're interested in advancing your career and working for a fast-growing Chicagoland tech company, take a look at their open positions on activecampaign.com slash about. 
You should really do that. Like, it sounds hella dope. With competitive salary and benefits such as delicious catered lunches, paid transportation, amazing insurance, 401k matching, you seriously can't pass this opportunity up. Once more, check out activecampaign.com slash about and apply. And thank you again to Active Campaign for supporting us here at Post Loudness and Open Ended. This is the Open Ended Podcast. Where we left off, we were talking about what exactly makes good radio storytelling. But I think the big, big reason why we wanted to bring Maya in here was because we were meeting other great people who are into radio right here in Chicago. Yeah, it never happens when you you connect with people online and you find this community. And sometimes you stretch miles, countries, and then find it right in your own backyard is such a wonderful surprise. This is Maya talking about Chicago and its podcasting landscape. I think uh, Chicago is an exciting place to be. And like you guys also make me feel excited about it. Um, oh which oh, was like, sweet. yeah. So like in terms of meeting you, I was just, you know, at work one day on Twitter and saw something called Podcast Club. And it was like, what is first of all, like if Podcast Club had been in Germany, I still would have been like, oh, I still would have looked into it. Right. And then I saw the Podcast Club was in Chicago. And I was like, how is there something literally called Podcast Club here that I do not know about? Welcome to Podcast Club. My name is Molly Marshall. Podcast Club is just like a book club, but for podcasts. Like it was a mix of, of, of different kinds of podcasts, including the same kind of stuff, the same kind of radio storytelling that third coast curates and has on our on our podcast resound and on our website all the time and so i was like this is insane that i don't know who these people are um like new york is insane new york is like blowing up obviously it's the media like empire of our country there's just hella new shit constantly happening there so much like to the point where like there's no way that i'll ever be able to catch up right not just being in like not just like new york podcast focus shows not even going outside of that which is really disheartening right and like the number of networks and startups and the culture of needing to like know all about it and be in it like sometimes when i'm just talking to people who do radio in new york i think about this alternate universe of living there and it seems stressful like i like the fact that i'm in chicago it's an advantage in a way right like we don't have to play the game in new york and like have to do that we can just be like hey i'm a cool person i'm in chicago that's all i'm gonna offer you you don't live here you don't know (laughs) shit about me so then people just are like oh cool like you're doing your own podcast and you're in chicago like that's novel that's cute that works for me that can help me as this person in new york who needs to like find things outside of my like brooklyn neighborhood or whatever third coast conference has been happening for the past 15 years in Chicago and it's going to be the biggest one ever. There's going to be like 600 people, but yeah, so people are going to come here. This is like becoming maybe even more a meeting point for people in radio and podcasting to come in the most public way to share space and talk about shit. And in that same way that like, I think Chicago has been an incubator for arts and for music. And, you know, I think that it's exciting that that it can be that for, for podcasts too, that like, yeah, shit can start here as a more sort of like untouched by those like coastal influences and mm-hmm. greed and like status shit. Why the fuck is the term podcasting like the definition of what it is that we're doing right now? You slap the word podcast on it and it becomes something entirely different and you know the connotations might even see 
send people off because you know now podcasting is so synonymous with so many other very niche very tech driven you know audiences it kind of either it'll polarize somebody like well i'm not really into podcasting so i probably won't be into it or you know you'll get somebody thinking it's something else and it's not that way so it's it's disconcerting you want to embrace the podcast and the podcasting you know genre but you also don't want to be attached to certain things you don't exactly align with when we brought this idea up to maya like she just had the best response sort of confuses me that like people can only recognize are only interested in listening to an audio story or like just yeah any audio story if it's called a podcast like things need to be called a podcast for people to be willing to consume it this is the second i used to do slam poetry in college um it's weird when this thing, when this like label that's not actually a thing, like a slam poem is just a poem that's performed in a poetry slam. It doesn't exist as its own entity, really. Like it could be a poem. If you take it out of a slam, it's a poem on a page or it's a spoken word poem. It's, you know, like the same thing with a podcast. And so you could, you could put a podcast, you could email a podcast as an MP3 file, right? Like you could put it, you could do it live on radio, on terrestrial radio. You could, Put it on your SoundCloud. I mean, it's the same thing. It's also really influenced by those like business structures, especially in New York and LA, that like that's how people are finding out about podcasts. So maybe that's a reason I should learn more about it. But, like that's you know, there be there's then once you're sort of listening to podcasts, I guess there's like these specific I feel like okay, maybe because podcasts are like slightly more like hard to they are more they're more difficult to find than like music or like they're like out of the popular eye they're not as mainstream as like mainstream tv or music right so people who listen to podcasts oftentimes feel like they found a podcast like they Mm. did work to find it discovered it yeah they discovered it and like that's a point of pride um which can be so annoying and then i call it christopher columbus syndrome yeah yeah yes (laughs) people have such christopher columbus syndrome podcast like some like i feel like someone there are some podcast listeners who probably would go up to the person that made the podcast and like give them a lecture about how they oh, found yeah. their own po- their podcast it's so condescending it's like oh yeah sure 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 that's been existing for like 20 years you're fine right right or like yeah I, yeah I, mm, yeah exactly um and and then there's like certain sources that people like trust to like give them other podcasts mm-hmm. of a certain kind and tastemakers like, yeah It's 2016, and every news publication is saying the big podcast renaissance is upon us. More and more people can tell their stories, and more people can influence even greater identities. We've moved way beyond this American life and Radiolab molding the voices of folks just getting started. More and more people that aren't white men are getting noticed behind the mic. I think it's a great time, and for quote-unquote amateurs as Cher and myself... And trained veterans like Maya, I think we're just getting started. But when the smoke clears and all the hubbub about advertisers and proprietary software and user tracking finally fades away, as corny as it sounds, we think the stories matter, no matter where they are. Hey, Sharon. Hey. You know what time it is? It's open call time. It's open call time. Open call. It is open call time.
If you're unfamiliar with Open Call, Open Call is where we share what we're feeling this week. It can be a physical thing. It could be a conceptual idea. It can literally be anything. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling being outside and on my bicycle. And uh, I also found like, I'm, I've been watching a lot of 30 for 30 documentaries. <sighs> oh my gosh. I was talking at length about the um, Tanya Harding and oh. Nancy Kerrigan one. I haven't watched it yet. It is so good. Did you listen to that recent Radio Lab? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm also having a Radio Lab resurgence. There have been two <laughs> really great recent episodes of Radio Lab. Interesting. I've like fallen off. Like I haven't listened to them in six months. So. Okay, Tanya Harding is on a recent one. Talk, but it's not about her as the main character, but she is on it. I, um, I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I mean, sports are interesting. And then I found, yeah, sports documentaries. That's the thing. Yeah. Then I found like Dave Zirin, who's like a sports sociologist dude, has a podcast from Panoply where they just like um, talk critically about sports. Well, there's a there's there's this one 30 for 30 called survive in advance about like this like miracle season that NC state had um, when their coach Jim Valvano was like diagnosed with cancer and then they won the national championship and it feels like watching scripture. Like I'm not religious, but I feel like I would watch it every day as like a religious inspiration. So one of them this week is uh, the Johnson Johnson seven minute workout app. I um, downloaded it a couple of weeks ago um, for a friend of the show, Charlene Keene. She had recommended it to me, and it's really great. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the videos because it's a dude, and that's only a man who's doing it. And he, I don't know, he's kind of squashy and kind of, he kind of looks like a douche. But the, <laughs> but the actual videos of it is really great, and it's been, like, helping me, and I try to start most mornings with like doing those seven minute workout and I feel energized and not like a huge slob. So yeah, shout out to Jonathan Johnson, seven minute workout app. You can get it on iTunes and around my way to just giving it an ad space right now, but um, it's really good. So what I'm feeling this week is the latest episode of Benjamin Walker's theory of everything. Thud culture. Like, I don't know. Oh man. Uh, theory of everything. I, I don't know how long it's been out, but Ever, I, I first got introduced to it when uh, he had that series called The Dislike Club. And I thought, like, I revisit that series, like, once every couple months. I was just, like, a really great example of a serialized series of something that's technology-based. And, like, I just love, like, his editing style and all those type of things. And he just started a new series uh, called uh, Subculture. Uh, it's one of two parts. And the first episode um, taps into uh, craft beer and craft beer culture and how a lot of it is a lie and how a lot of big companies, in fact, own a lot of, quote unquote, small craft beer spots. Um, And just like the interviews were done so, so well, Um, his narration that dropped in and out is like, oh, man, it's just like editorially, it's done very very well and it's definitely like one of my go-tos hey can you hear me okay i can hear that yeah so i don't know how does it feel now being in the small review world that you are now part of feels weird <laughs> you're like it feels weird it, fe- it feels so weird like i don't i don't know how I, how i feel about it i don't know how like sharon and i feel about it but like it's weird I like it, though.
I was a different man before. You've been experiencing it from the outside, and now here you are doing it yourself, and it's like you kind of have, a, have like a newfound respect of how much work goes into it, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, man, if you never, like, Facebook messaged me, <laughs> you know? Do you think that there are more people that we haven't found yet who are, like, obsessed with narrative storytelling? I don't know. We should, like, have them all, like, find us. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to find them. Open Ended is hosted by Cher Vincent and James T. Green. Their host this week was Maya Goldberg-Safer. This week's episode was produced, mixed and edited by James T. Green, with production assistance by me, Taz Kelleher. Editorial oversight assistance this week was provided by Cher Vincent, Maya Goldberg-Safer, John Morrison, Nadia Wilson and Taz Kelleher. The drops you heard this week were from episode 588 of the podcast This American Life, the theme from the podcast Radio Lab. Iraglass's interview with PRI and storytelling, and sample from our very own post loudness show, Podcast Club. Music was provided by James T. Green. I'd like to give a shout out to Hugh Cards Against Humanity for giving us this lovely space we can record in and just being an all around awesome person slash entity. And we do want to give our special shout out to the Chicago Podcast Co op for letting us be a part of their network. So if you dig, Chicago Podcast Co-op, I think you would enjoy Random Conversations with Elizabeth. Random Conversations with Elizabeth is you can learn, be entertained, and live vicariously through the lives of other people. We gave her a shout out last week, but you know what? We like her so much, we're giving her twice in a row. Yes, that is are. Random Conversations with Elizabeth here at the CPC. As always, remember you can rate us on iTunes. Five stars, please. Five stars only. Only five stars. And you can recommend us on Overcast, and you can be the needle and threat to us on Stitcher. The Stitch. And you can also donate and become a member. How do you do that, Chair? You can go to openended.fm slash donate to do a one-time donation. Or you can become a member at Patreon. Starting at $1 a month at patreon.com slash openended. Let us know what you think. You can go to openended.fm slash contact. You can email us at theopenendedpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at openendedfm. We also have Twitter accounts. I'm at Chair Musings. And I am at underscore James T. Green. And next week, we got something cooking. James is not going to be here next week. I am not going to be here. I am going to be gone in the woods for a radio residency. But we've got a special guest we are not going to reveal until next week. So as we say at the end of every week. I just re-downloaded Bumble, but um, it's pretty trash. Keep things open-ended. This week's episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Emporium. Emporium's three Chicagoland locations combine the best arcade games, craft beer, and live events. Check out EmporiumChicago.com slash CPC for a free drink or game tokens. Again, that is EmporiumChicago.com slash CPC. And also, we're sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid ah! with capsule force. An intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. Visit CapsuleForce.com for more information. This has been a production of Post Loudness. Post Loudness is a collective of audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer-identified hosts. You can find out more about Post Loudness and its shows at PostLoudness.com. Post Loudness. <laughs>